Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the companies, brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on BFC Live, we connect with Travis Higginbotham. He is the Vice President of Production for Harborside. We connect with him from Salinas, California to talk about the sustainability practices they have in place at their facility in Monterey County. Travis, thanks for being here. Yeah, Jay, happy to be here. Well, we're doing this obviously digitally, but tell me exactly where sort of you operate from and sort of what the what the area is like, because I think that's interesting. Sure. No, right now I'm at the farm here in Salinas at the Harborside campus. Um, and I mean, it's just as beautiful outside. It's uh, We're getting into what's called the Indian summer here in California. So it's starting to get warmer, but uh, yeah, I can't complain. Tell us, a li- so, so I, I used to live in the Bay Area, so I get... So what Salinas is and what it's about. For those that don't know, um, tell us a little bit about Salinas and the area and maybe even the sort of agricultural roots of it. Sure. So um, we're in this, what's called the Salinas Valley, right? And so this, this valley is dominated by traditional agriculture. So um, predominantly leafy green growers, but um, as you know, many out there have probably heard of the names like Driscoll and Taylor Farms, we have a lot of the big players are producing cannabis, um, strawberries, vegetables, leafy greens, all of it now. Um, and so surrounding our production campus and our greenhouses um, is pretty much artichoke growers. I'll see kale and broccoli and, and lettuce every day. Um, so it's a, it's a huge mecca for um, agricultural production, has been for decades. Yeah. And if for those that don't know, <laughs> if they, maybe, I mean, I've read Steinbeck uh, a lot. Uh, read a Steinbeck book, you'll get a good sense of what sort of Salinas and the agricultural roots are like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's, it's a different world out here, and it is 100% agriculture for sure. Yeah. Um, and I hope maybe today we can touch on some of the misconceptions associated with that. But, uh, but no, it's a, and the reason it's here is because it's a great place to grow. Yeah. And we have moderate temperatures year-round, low humidity, great airflow, some of the highest light levels in the country. Um, and so that makes it an exceptional place to grow. And so talk about, well, give me a sense, you called it uh, the campus. Tell us what is on the campus and sort of how you're growing and sort of what the capacity is. Sure. So we have 47 uh, acres out here in Salinas, um, all of it as, as one single property, um, multiple greenhouses. So we have about uh, 20 flowering licenses here on site. Um, but outside of that, we also have um, all post-harvest drying facilities, uh, processing facilities, packaging and distribution facilities all on this property. So, so that's why we refer to it as a campus. It's a robust campus. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, talk a little about, because what we, uh, what I want to talk to you about is sort of uh, the sustainability of how people are growing, specifically cannabis. Um, uh, because as, as we've seen, you know, I, I'm in Canada, the way the grows that we go to are, you know, super locked down, the energy use is intensive, and I think is the next wave of what we're going to see, maybe in terms of regulations, but certainly in terms of sustainability, is that cannabis producers need to cut down their energy usage, but maybe other sustainability too, water usage, discharge. Talk a little about how you approach that from your perspective. Sure. So, you know, one thing that I've realized through working here at Harborside, specifically at this location, is that we're governed pretty much by Monterey County. 
Um, and the county is known for, you know, having some of the most robust regulations around environmentally friendly production that there, that there is. And it's mainly due to the um, agriculture that's here. Um, but we are regulated more so than any other county in the state, if not in the country. And so automatically we have to abide by certain environmental um, practices, recording practices, energy usage, you name it, water capture um, already. And so, you know, from a, from a production standpoint, it can be somewhat of a headache sometimes, um, but at the end of the day, especially now, we gotta do absolutely everything we can to reduce our negative environmental impact. Um, so how we go about it regarding, you know, Harborside's view on environmental impact is that we're, we're touching every single facet throughout production with reducing our negative environmental impact. Um, and so, you know, one of the ways that we've done that is, you know, we grow in greenhouses. We don't grow in a field, nor do we grow in completely climate controlled facilities. It's in greenhouses. And so during certain times of the year, we need to supplement light, right, in order to, you know, satisfy our customer demand with just consistent product. Um, and so with that, we've made decisions uh, to only use LEDs in place of HPS. And uh, I know that that's quite ever present now within the cannabis industry. I know probably a few years ago that wasn't so predominant, but it is now. People are starting to realize you can grow just as good quality, if not better, more energy efficient, lower cost um, under LEDs. But when you think about it from a carbon footprint or just energy usage in general, um, if we look at kind of a one-to-one -one of HPS to LED, similar light intensity at canopy level, you could potentially reduce your energy cost by 40%. So, you know, we've, we've automatically done, um, done that and we'll continue to use, you know, um, efficient technologies for supplementing lighting, which is at the end of the day, one of our highest energy um, consumptions. Outside of that, we have um, an environmental control system called Priva, um, pretty commercially used uh, globally um, for all, all different crops. But what this does is it allows us to automate everything instead of having all environmentals and greenhouses being manual, which is then subject to human error um, and, and other things of which then could uh, be very wasteful. So um, all of that is now automated, um, which is great. But then um, we also, uh, even regarding nutrition, you, you had mentioned kind of uh, briefly fertilizer. Um, the county regulates our nitrogen usage and you know, if, if you've ever grown before, nitrogen is a, is a key player in just overall plant growth in general. And so you know, we're quite strategic at uh, how we go about uh, formulating our fertilizers and um, properly applying fertilizers so that we can maximize plant growth while still being environmentally friendly. Um, but with that, it's also important to understand where the fertilizer is going, what substrate you're using, um, and so just recently, Harborside switched from cocoa being a predominant, um, uh, I guess, part of our soil mix to now using wood fiber. Um, and so wood fiber is uh, grown here in the United States. Uh, most cocoa is sourced from either India or Mexico. Um, but uh, it also holds water differently. Um, and allows us to manage salts differently than other substrates that are more porous and allow that to just leach out of the bottom of the pot. So um, we're looking at it from all sides of cultivation, how we can be more sustainable. And, and it's, 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 of course, I, you know, like I'm a geek and I like talking to people who are super into it, which is compelling, but, but sort of from the soil to the fertilizer, to the energy use, to the lights, 
to sort of how you sort of set up and automate things like that part of it is like good I don't know governments or environmental sustainability practices part of it is regulated by Monterey County um, but as you said that's among the strictest in California in terms of regulations that said I would think that positions Harborside well the way you cultivate because other counties throughout California but even throughout the country are going to get to where Monterey is at some point sooner or later it's going to happen you know you think about you know other you know think about New York right like they're going to be you know opening up a huge market it's like my guess is New York will look a lot more like Monterey than than maybe other parts of California just just based on sort of the regulatory environment these places and I guess that's sort of you know you may be um attending new ground, but you may be breaking new ground with sort of this holistic approach, but others are going to follow suit. And is that sort of part of the thinking or is that just a nice sort of after, you know, it's just a nice benefit? Well, I think when they originally decided to use this location, it was predominantly based on growing plants at this location. What is the most ideal location to grow plants? Um, and it just so happened that that was in Monterey County in Salinas Valley. And I completely agree with you. There's things that we're being mandated to do that most counties, it's not even a thought right now um, that, that are soon going to be regulated and they, they will have to change to be, to be more environmentally friendly from a regulatory standpoint. But once you have a basic understanding of plant growth, um, you, can, you, know, you can manipulate your system in multiple different ways to become more environmentally friendly, period, right? So we can always continually improve no matter what the regulations are. And that's up to us as individual companies to do. And so I think Harborside, you know, kind of has a step forward based on the county, but we as a company believe in, in our, you know, environmental footprint and reducing that as a whole. Yeah, and I think that's from a sort of environmental sustainability perspective, but I also think there's not a great amount of knowledge from a consumer perspective, how the plant is grown. But, mm -hmm. but as that becomes more widely known, I think consumers will be drawn to uh, brands and products that are grown in su more sustainable ways, just like we do with our lettuce down the street from you. Yeah, and I, I, hope, I hope the same way that consumers hold you know, their food producers accountable, they start to hold cannabis producers accountable because there's there's producers like Harborside who, you know, would love the opportunity to properly educate the consumer of which, like you said, they're not properly educated right now. Um, and, and it would allow them to have the proper value on our products right. because of that. And I, I do believe that the cannabis consumer is more environmentally conscious um, than, than let's say other consumers um, in that, it, it would be a productive change for the industry if they were educated on this. Yeah, I mean, the benefits are far reaching both from a corporate perspective, from a consumer and brand perspective, probably from an investor perspective as well, right? These things are much more on the fore of sort of how the society is thinking about growing anything. Um, it's just, it just takes leaders like Harborside to both uh, obviously be compliant, but also sort of think ahead to what is down the road and how consumers are gonna to wanna to consume brands, what's right for the company, and then sort of how to implement that earlier than later as, as you want to do, not necessarily how you need to do and sort of be ahead of that curve. Yeah, no, completely agree. Yeah, it can't happen soon enough. <laughs> Especially for you guys. Well, I, I really appreciate uh, you spending time because I, I have a soft spot in my heart for, for Salinas uh, well, and, and California overall. But, but it is interesting and compelling to think about sort of how you are dealing with it from, you know, from, from lighting, from energy, from soil, from sort of, you know, from automation, all those things 
are wrapped up in this. And I think that's uh, compelling to think about and hear about. And I want to thank you for your time, but hope we can have you back. And maybe one day we'll visit you in Salinas. Yeah, no, you're welcome anytime. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been fun, and and we're really enjoying growing out here in Salinas. So yeah, well, we'll we'll maybe we'll look for some photos. Maybe you'll send us some photos. We'll post them. We'll post them with this, and uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get folks a good view of what's happening in Salinas. Travis, I really appreciate your time. We look forward to connecting with you down the road. Yeah, thanks a lot, Jeff. That was Travis Higginbotham from Harborside. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard the show to help support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of our ongoing partners, including Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque Mains. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com.